when I ride my bike and when I teach others to ride their bike is inside that circle, that smooth, continuous flow with this 360. And that's why I firmly believe that there is something very therapeutic about the bicycle because of that repetitive motion, particularly indoors, because now we don't have the distractions of the road. So the circle, feel it inside. I have had students finish that class and almost it's almost mind-boggling to them how good they will feel and how much they reinforced what that intention is. They walk out of class and they feel more empowered. Hi, this is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. I'm John McGowan, the host, and as always, I'm very grateful that you're listening. What follows is an interview with Doctor of Sports Psychology, Casey Wilder. I might add, she's also an ICI Pro member. And uh, But before I get to that, our sponsor, Cycling Fusion, has a solution for potentially bringing a certification program to your location. Uh, the problem exists is that, you know, you, from a promoter's perspective, you, you know, you find a facility and you schedule a certification or a conference for that matter, and then you just hope and pray that people will attend. They've decided to turn it on its head and say, well, let's find where people want us to go. So they've created something on their website. If you go to cyclingfusion.com forward slash certification, you scroll down, there's a red button that says pending workshops. If you were to click on that, and then it brings you to a page. There's a tab that says start here. If you click on that, and you will have the opportunity to add or create a little profile, but you can list where you would like a certification uh, to occur. And once they have enough people in your area, they will schedule something and come out and see you. So if you go to cyclingfusion.com forward slash certification, you'll find that information. So now my interview with sports psychologist, Dr. K.C. Wilder. All right. Now, with way over 600 ICI Pro members, it's difficult for me to kind of keep track of who they all are. And so it came to, as quite a surprise to me that uh, within our ranks, we actually have a very knowledgeable doctor of sports psychology as this month's uh, ICI Pro member interview. I'd like everybody to meet Dr. Casey Wilder. Casey, welcome to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. John, thank you very much. Happy to be here. You are not only a sports psychologist, but you're a professional bicycle racer, as I understand. Tell me a little bit about that. I'm actually semi-retired professional bicycle racer at this point. I do race still at the master's level, but I'm 44 years old and a mother of two young children. So I race, I keep myself fit, but that's not how I would have identify myself at this point, but I love everything about the bike. Let's put it that way. I love to ride the bike indoors or out. Which is, I think, descriptive of a lot of us. 
so tell me just briefly, you know, what was your career like in, in bicycle racing? Sure. I was all American at the university of Virginia in cycling. Uh, I was top 10 in the nation, uh, in the Fresca cup series, two time U S masters, national champion, many state titles. And that's both on the road and on the velodrome. Oh, so you're a, a, a track racer. I will race the track now because it's only an hour and five minutes from our home. And indoor cycling translates very well to the track, particularly because of the fixed gear and the importance of leg speed on the velodrome. Yeah, it's something I've always wanted to try, and I've never had the opportunity to do it, but it looks fascinating. So at what point did you think or decide, you know, I need to start teaching indoor cycling? I actually was brought into one of our local clubs for a charity event, and for four years now I have ridden, it's called Tour de Pink, and the Tour de Pink is for young a fundraiser for young breast cancer survivors. Now, my mom, Christina Wilder, is a breast cancer survivor. Uh, God bless her. She's 80 years old now. But this is a cause that's been very close to my heart. So we decided to do an indoor cycling charity ride for Tour de Pink. So they brought me in, and I was beside the cycling instructor in the front of the room. And we did four of those and something clicked again. I had taught classes before I had children. And I thought to myself, you know, this is really a lot of fun. And this fits into my schedule uh, of being a mom and a sports psychologist. So that's how it started about two years ago now. Oh, hooray. Well, I'm going to guess that you are very well qualified at, at, to, uh, to teach the <laughs> concepts, especially those that we try to communicate here at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. You know, as far yes. as the connection between indoor and outdoor cycling. Now, I forgot to ask, where are you located? We're located in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. So we're actually in between Philadelphia and New York City, which is a gorgeous place to ride a bike. That's one of the reasons my husband rides bicycles as well. And that's one of the reasons why we moved a little bit more into the country that instead of it's a great place, we don't have to drive our car to start our ride. We start our rides from our home. It's not really flat there either, is it? It's not. It's uh, it's a perfect combination of flat along the Delaware River and some undulating hills. Hawk Mountain is about 45 minutes away, but our sharp uh, steep climbs, you know, we get 16, 17% grade in some of our climbs. Okay. <laughs> and for, steep. and yes, and for those, you know, you hear these percents, you're listening to the Tour de France and you're hearing it's six, seven, eight percent. You know, anything over eight is for a lot of people get off and walk steep. Correct. And so to get something above 10 it, and, and yikes, yes, very challenging. All right. So, when I realized who you were and what you do, I started bugging you. I said, oh, I'd love to have you on the podcast. So we you know, traded some emails as far as you know, what could we talk about you know, that would be of interest and of value to the community. And you know, one of your ideas was, from an instructor's perspective, how do you motivate students to challenge themselves more, essentially by turning up the power? 
what were your thoughts on that when you had that for an idea? I mean, it's interesting because I don't, I don't have a simple answer for this because it's, it's embedded in my philosophy as a sports psychologist. But simply put, what's most important, I believe, is to get, get to know my students. You know, is Robin someone who's ever interested in riding outside or does she only ride inside and she's interested in cardio or does, you know, does Andy who comes to my classes four nights a week, does he ever take a rest day? So what it is, it's getting to know my students and it's also asking them the very simple question, why are you here and what do you want to get from this class? You're catching me by surprise with this because we didn't talk about this ahead of time. But I have a post up last week about a book that I've read. It's called Start With Why. And, you know, and the basic concept mm. is understanding why from, you know, from your perspective, why you're doing something. And at the same time, communicating that. But exactly. It's just as important to understand their why. Why are they there? So how, yes. do, you, so how do you go about doing that? I will get off the bike and I will approach a class as a coach. Sometimes I'm the mental training coach. Sometimes it's more of a cycling coach. And I may ask them uh, before, I may ask them that particular question before or after the class, but I might visit them on their bike just to check in with them, say, you know, how are you doing today? How are you feeling today? How's your body doing? Are you getting specific individual responses from them or are you just looking for nods or you know what I, I usually if it's in the middle of the class there might be a, a, it's more of a nod you know like I'm, I'm I'm good or someone might say it's an easy day for me today I'm not going to be you know doing the climbs it, it varies one thing that we didn't talk about early is you do a bunch of coaching correct is it from the sports psychology side or is it actually as a cycling coach? I do it from the sports psychology side. And, you know, I have the background to be a cycling coach, but I'm not outside of the indoor cycling studio for the most part, only because I really am a trained sports psychologist. That's what I do. That's what I do best. In the studio room, I do have a dual role, but if we take it outside, you know, I am consulting with athletes who are working with a coach, and that also provides them a sounding board if they are questioning something that's happening with a coach or having difficulty with, uh, it might be um, a frustration or struggle, so that they can talk to me. And so so that just... You kind of so mediate. there's less confusion there. I yeah, mediate. You mediate between mm-hmm. your between the athlete and the coach. Sometimes, when you're in your class, are you a sports psychologist, a coach, an instructor? How would you define yourself? That's a great question. I would define myself as just as being me and as being authentic, and that every part of me that I bring in is real and it's genuine. So on a given day, it might be more cycling instructor, it might be more sports psychologist, might be more observer, facilitator. I think, again, that comes back to that it's important for me to assess the environment 
and the students in my class and what their needs are. Do you spend a lot of time communicating your why, specifically you know, your intention for the class in, in the front end of your class, or do you allow that to kind of develop o- over the, the, you know, the duration of the class? Allow it to develop over the duration of the class, unless it's something special and I might bring in uh, an intention to the class. And that's something that I do, and it's, I don't know if anyone else does this, is this is something that I came up with, that when you're, when you're spinning or, you know, putting power, putting torque on the crank arm, what you're doing is you're creating a circle. So that's this 360 degrees of freedom that I talk about in my book, Toward to You. But inside that circle, I will have people put an intention at the beginning of class. It might be an intention I create or it might be their own intention or wish. So they put that right in the center of the circle of their pedal stroke. And they'll continually revisit that during class. Can you give me an example? An example would be of a wish or intention might be... It could be relationship-based. A husband's struggling getting along with his wife. And so his intention might be, I just want a smoother, more positive feelings in my interaction with my wife. And so that is the intention that goes inside the circle. And throughout the class, he never has to verbalize that to me. It's not something I need to know. Unless they want me to. That's their personal intention. But I will have them revisit that throughout the class. You must have invented it because I've never heard of that before. <laughs> and it's within, that's within the circle. That to me is a circle has no boundaries. A circle has no edge. What I'm continually doing for flow and for rhythm and tempo when I ride my bike and when I teach others to ride their bike is inside that circle, that smooth, continuous flow with this 360. And that's why I firmly believe that there is something very therapeutic about the bicycle because of that repetitive motion, particularly indoors, because now we don't have the distractions of the road. So the circle, feel it inside. I have had students finish that class and almost it's almost mind boggling to them how good they will feel and how much they reinforced what that intention is. And they, you know, They walk out of class and they feel more empowered. Right. And this is something that I stumbled upon myself when I was teaching the class. And so I will do this as a special and I will announce it to my class that I'll be doing this. And I might put it on Facebook or on my Twitter feed to announce that this is what the class is going to be. How I will introduce it. Okay. Good morning, everyone. This is a class special. This is something that I've come up with and I've taught before. It's a combination of mental imagery and bringing your intention to class. The difference between mental imagery and visualization is that with mental imagery, we're using all of our senses. 
Instead of watching the movie, we're inside the movie. We're feeling. So part of that feeling is the pedal stroke. Constantly asking you to feel the circle. To feel the 360 degrees. To pull up on the pedal stroke from 6 p.m. to midnight. On the downstroke, let that take care of itself. That's the easy part of the pedal stroke. The hard part is remembering to pull up and to be powerful. Using your hamstrings and your glutes. So what I would like you to do today, I just take, took a deep breath. Go ahead and take a deep breath. Calm your mind, calm your body. And I want you to think about something that's very personal to you. And let that be your intention for class today. If we weren't on a bicycle, in this exercise, I would have you write the intention or the wish, and I'd have you put a circle around it. The circle has no edges. The circle has no boundaries. The circle is protected. It's yours and no one else's. We're putting the intention inside of the pedal stroke. So the way I will imagine that is right on the crank arm where the crank arm is attached to the bike and it's revolving. Put your intention rock solid in there. Now let it go. And let's get into our warm-up and put yourself in that movie. Thinking, seeing, feeling, hearing, even tasting. Tasting could be the salt, the sweat that's coming into your mouth. Keep that intention as we warm up our bodies. How's that, John? That's, that's your <laughs> I was just had my eyes closed <laughs> listening. <laughs> right. Okay. So that's the idea. And then we just we'll we'll continue to revisit that. And that's more on an endurance day or an easy day. And then the feeling is that they walk out of that class and it's a class that nurtured their mind, body, and soul. And it, and it had to be very personalized because they're inside of the movie and they're, they're feeling the circle because there is, there's only so many ways that I can describe or that we as cycling instructors can say, okay, you know, pedal circle. Well, what does that mean? Do I see that? Do I feel it? What is it? And we as cycling instructors, sometimes we can see it. But sometimes I can be up there and I can start pedaling squares because I'm tired or I'm not focused and my students won't see that, but I can feel it. It's ever so subtle in the pedal stroke and especially on the indoor bikes that are fixed wheel. But, it, but if I'm outside and I'm pedaling squares on the track bike, 
the bike will go back and forth. It won't be smooth. And if I'm on my track bike and I go across the finish line and I decide to stop pedaling, the bike tells me right away and I just might get thrown over the handlebars. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So that's the difference. So uh, sometimes I'll even tell my students that, that why is this important? This is why it's important. This is why it's important because you're on a fixed gear to spin continuously and you're not getting the feedback from the bike when you're not get, spinning the circle. So you have to be aware, number, number one, you have to be aware yourself that you're doing it. And number two, it's the cycling instructor. But the, the responsibility, I believe, will falls first on the individual. And then once they get the feel of the circle, then they can hold themselves more accountable. And then we can really translate it to power. You know, that was what we started with, but we've strayed off completely, which is just fine. And so within the concept, you know, of the, you know, keeping everything within the circle, how do you then add that motivation, you know, to... To, to make their circle more powerful. Sure. So the circle is the foundation, is the skill of indoor cycling. The performance aspect is the power. And it's putting the two together. Power, agility, cadence, and energy. But the power, the cadence has to be super smooth for an individual to put out optimum power because they're utilizing the full stroke and they're just, their pedal strokes more efficient. How do you cue it then? How do you, how do you communicate that, um, that additional effort I guess is kind of what I took from what you're trying to encourage your students to do. I may give the class as a whole a positive reinforcement. You feel it. Now let's gently turn up the resistance. Let it go. Let it be natural. Turn it up. Let it go. Okay. Within the context of communicating, you know, mm -hmm. these, these ideas, you've actually written a, a rather interesting and fun uh, book. That's, the title is Tour de You. It's a visual thing, and it's, it is a very, it's a graphic book, and so it's very difficult to show uh, we're just talking on the uh, on the internet, but describe what it is and what your intentions for your book were. Sure. My husband and I have two young boys. They're now eight and six, Jack and Tom, and they actually helped me with some of the uh, graphics in this book. I would ask them for feedback, and the idea is is that, you know, I'll always say to the boys, you know, it's not about winning, do your best. 
Like, mom, what exactly does that mean? And so this book breaks it down. It almost, it, it's the writing style has its prose that rhymes. Very simple. It's filled with belief and hope in the power of the mind and the possibility of happiness. So that my message to my children is that if they win, that's great. But let's not focus on the winning. Let's focus on the process of having fun, of being engaged, of getting along well with their teammates, of mastering a skill. And then the wins will come. It's okay to be competitive. It's not that it's not okay to be competitive because that would be the wrong message to give. It says, let's focus on the process of being smooth, of being effortless, of being challenged. Who did the illustrations for you? Because they're, they're very entertaining. Thank you so much. I actually worked on the illustrations myself with a friend of mine who was a cyclist and uh, a sports psychology client of mine. And we, we chose an abstract background. And then what we did was we embedded images on top of that abstract background so that it would be bright and colorful. Okay. And wh- where can somebody see uh, a sample or uh, get some additional information about your book? Sure. They can find the book on Amazon.com. Just do a search. Children's Cycling Books. Tour de You. Or they can find it on my website, CaseyWilderCo.com. CaseyWilderCompany.com. And if you just did a search for it on the internet, it comes up on many different websites at this point, and I've lost count, to be honest. No, that's fine. And, <laughs> and you're actually going to be at the conference uh, this yes. fall. So people would actually get a chance to meet you if they were there. Yes. I'm very excited. Well, and I'm excited to meet you in person as well. That, uh, I'm excited to meet you as well. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun. What, you know, I forgot to ask, where you teach, what kind of uh, indoor cycles do you ride? They're the basic... Spin bike. Okay. Uh, but I've ridden the Kaiser M3, and I'm a certified power instructor for the Kaiser M3. And I've also ridden the Cyclops, Indoor 300, and Indoor 400. If you had the choice, would you have bikes with power in your studio? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a resounding yes. Yes. Hooray. Yes. No, I see it as the, um, yeah, it's the next step. It's indoor cycling 2.0, as I call it. And and actually, when I'm done with our interview, I'm running back to the uh, club that just uh, set up um, half dozen of the uh, new free motion. Uh, yeah, I'd bike. love to try that bike. Right, well, you will when you get to the conference. And and uh, I, I've taught on one a couple of times, and I'm going back again today because I've discovered something that's very interesting about that bike, which is unique in that they use measured power, meaning that they've got uh, sensors in the crank arm that actually sense how much force you're creating, do the math at times cadence, and that gives you the power. But and I'll let the cat out of the bag now, but I'll create a video on. But 
one of the struggles that many of us have as instructors is teaching people how to pedal smoothly. Mm-hmm. And on this bike, you vary on the free motion, you know, with measured power, you very quickly see when you are or are not pedaling smoothly. Right. That's excellent. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, I'm seeing this as something very cool. And I'm thinking that for everyone that's going to be at the conference are going to get a chance to experience this because I know personally it's always been a struggle. We talk to we're blue in the face and yet people don't seem to change. But if you gave them some feedback mechanism uh, beyond maybe just seeing themselves in the mirror, uh, mm-hmm. they hopefully will make some improvements and get stronger. And then who knows where it goes from there. All right. Well, Casey Wilder, I certainly appreciate your time, and it's been very fun talking with you. I uh, am also looking to meet you at the conference. So, again, thank you. I look forward to meeting you, too. 